You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Good morning, everybody. For this, uh, on this Sunday, March 14th of 2021, in the year of our Lord, you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And over there, to my right, for those who are watching in the video, from the Radio TFI Executive Tower, where he's wasting so much space, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Literally, good morning, kids and kittens. I, 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 trust, I trust you all. Had a wonderful, fantastic week, and that you're, uh, you did what I didn't do. John, what didn't I do this week? Uh, well, it seems to me like he didn't spring forward. No, he did not. He did not. He's, he's still in winter mode. Uh, for the first time, for the first time, little, go ahead. I just got to say, as he's shoveling the sleepy seeds out of his eyes. For, the, for uh, literally the first time in decades, I am a, I live for the time changes. I'm a clock guy. I love me my clocks. I, uh, 2 a.m., I make the changes. Uh, I, I, I did not. Today, I did not. I only have two clocks that have to be changed. And one of them was isn't it right next to my bed i woke up i looked at my clock it said 6 47 i thought to myself oh i got all sorts of time and i did have all sorts of time and you uh, know these uh, little devices here make wonderful alarm clocks these uh, these cell phones you might have heard of them so anyway i normally i'm normally up and about and moving about on show day and things are going fine and then my text message went off it was Mr. Uh, Mr. Supportive over here, uh, and it was it was about oh, literally what ten minutes ago. <laughs> so we we scrambled, we got everything together. Here we are, and uh, this first hour may be a little rough for me because I haven't had breakfast, I haven't had my OJ, I've had nothing. 
nothing. I went straight to the diet dude this morning. But anyway, here we are. It is 10.03 a.m. if you're listening or watching us live on the East Coast. And let's face it, what other coast matters? What other time matters? Well, there is one other time that matters, actually. How's that? It's, uh, it is uh, currently 2 p.m. over there in uh, London town. London? London. Well, yes. Yes. We're... Uh, hey, we're going to be joined here in uh, probably about a uh, little, little more than 10 minutes here by uh, Dr. Sharon Ray. Now, she is, I've, I've read this story about a, a half a dozen times and probably still haven't read it enough because that's just me. But she is uh, an advocate for a program that they have there in London called Vaxi Taxi where whereas now I'm and she she can correct me on this when she comes on here uh, uh, at the time but uh, she is getting people getting people who might have a little bit of anxiety about getting the vaccination uh, bringing uh, having taxis bring these folks to uh, their their appointments to the the vaccination point, uh, which um, in a couple cases, as as I've read in the story, it was it looked like they were kind of it wasn't like a typical doctor's office per se. It was uh, mm-hmm. you know it was kind of an outs. One of them are actually they had the ability to actually give the shot inside the taxi, right? But uh, uh, but and I'll have her explain it a little bit. She'll be able to do that. Hell of a lot better than uh, than I can. Absolutely. By the way, spe- uh, speaking of vaccination shots, somebody in one of these boxes received their first vaccination shot this week. Who was it? Mister John Shannon. Congratulations, John. Now, was that the you. was that the Pfizer? The, is it the first of two? That was the Pfizer first of two. Okay. Uh, it was so smooth. It it it, it was. It was smoother than a baby's backside. And, right. and by the way, uh, good afternoon, Thomas. Thomas, uh, just uh, I, uh, doing everything, getting for this, uh, for uh, Dr. Raymond here. Uh, Thomas, or Tom's going to join us here. I think probably going to have him join us towards the beginning of hour two, because I want to talk about what's going on with the Royals. All right. Another I'm not talking about the Kansas City baseball team either. In other words, Tom's going to join us to fill that that uh, John and Ed versus the spread size hole in hour two. Yeah, that, that's kind of the that's kind of the idea there, folks. Twenty five weeks to go. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, you got your shot, and coincidentally, I I scheduled my shot of uh, May third. Happens to be one of my brother's birthday. It's a Saturday. Uh, here in the state of New York, uh, in a, you know, in between playing grab ass with the youngins, uh, the governor has uh, they lowered the eligible age to sixty years old, which put yours truly, you know, well over the line. So I was able to register, and uh, it'll be the first of two shots. I'm I'm of the mind that I would prefer to get the J and J one shot and done and i tried to schedule that it wasn't available but i'll take whatever's there so 
I was going to say, you're going to find out real quick that people, I think, are, if you had a ch- uh, to choose between uh, the vaccinations, the J&J is going to be the one that's that everybody's sure. going to win. Sure, it's one and done. It's one, and, and again, that's my preference, but I'll take whatever's being offered. Exactly. Exactly. I think they, I think that surprised them. I think originally they thought that, that, you know, that people uh, would have be, be afraid that the J and J might not be quite as efficient. Oh no. Your boy's worried about that. Look, from what I understand of the J and J, it'll prevent you. It's meant to prevent you from getting seriously ill, uh, dying and all those bad things. If you wind up getting a, getting a few sniffles or, or what have you, um, uh, even so it's, it's still better. It's still better than nothing. All these vaccines are designed to keep you out of the hospital. You, you still exactly. may, you still may contract it, but it's uh, designed to beat it down to the point where it's not going to. Hey, before we get too deep into anything else and congratulations, John, on getting your first shot. Let's, uh, what do you say we, we, we get right to the stock report and get, get that out of the way? Oh, just one more thing. Oh, boy. Uh, it's Oh, boy. Yeah, one more thing. Be prepared. Uh, I got the I got the shot on Friday. Yes. Saturday, I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's why I don't get the flu oh. shot. That's why I don't get the flu shot. It's... A flu, a flu shot never did that to me. Never did, it, did to me. Did I get a flu me. shot every year. Flu shot knocks me on my butt for four or five days. Oh, okay. Well, take away there, sir. It's the Radio TFI uh, Stock Market Report. Brought to you by, we still need a sponsor. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uber closed the week at $60.35, up $4.81. Meanwhile, Lyft closed the week at $64.12, up quarter quarter 225 this has been the radio tfi market watch we need to change the name and get a script no kidding <laughs> i i hate I, I i hate to say it yes. and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna basically tell me so what but yeah, yeah. i'm getting so I'm, I'm getting so bored with that so what they're, they're, they're just going they're just gonna up and down. It's just gonna. They're just riding the waves of the market now. John, the point of this is that for when it takes the big, big dive, we're not Johnny Come Lately's to the party. We're, we're we're sticking to our guns on this. Hey, we could go to RadioTFI.com and look at actual up to the minute stock market reports that are now a permanent fixture on RadioTFI.com. But as a service to those that, for whatever reason, like to hear the sound effect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we're doing it, and it ain't changing, okay? Because the day is going to come when we're going to read this off and say, Uber closed at a penny. <laughs> and that's the day. That's the whole reason for this bit. All right. Anyway. I, 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 I'm really afraid. Oh, by the way, by the way, since I missed the... Uh, uh, show meeting this morning mm-hmm. uh is is the doc is the good doctor uh, and i hate to do this on the air is the good doctor stream yarding us or calling by phone uh she's stream yarding us very we, good we don't we don't want to have to uh very good that's all i that's, that's all i needed to know so 
<clears throat> last I'm week. I'm about to send her the invitation here in about uh, a minute and a half. So last week, we, uh, I mean, we had two wonderful guests on, uh, Bill and, uh, and Tom. And uh, we didn't get to a lot of the pre-planned stuff that we normally have. And don't get me wrong, it was a great show. I thought it was fantabulous. I thought it was great. And we, we've got we've got a couple of things left over from last week that uh, one particularly I'd like to touch on because I know John John is just a big big fan of the uh, of Mister My Pillow Guy. And uh, last week. Uh, Oh, before I get into that, oh, I just realized. Also on the website, and we're going to play the audio for it right now uh, during one of our breaks, the, 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 the living real presidents put out a PSA this week about getting the vaccine shot. And again, uh, that video is living large on RadioTFI.com. And again, we're going to play it during one of the breaks here. You'll hear it. Uh, but anyway, so Mike Lindell, John, let's see... Uh, Let's see what Mike Lindell had to say for himself. And this is from last week, but I felt that this never gets old. I'm going to come out with another documentary showing all the uh, the foreign interference. And what we're going to do, once everybody's going to know about this, in spite of the media, and we're bringing it up, we've got the case, it's almost ready. And when we bring it five, six weeks before the Supreme Court. Now, let me tell you, by the time it gets there, there, everyone's going to see, everyone's going to know it, including all nine of them justices. This time, they can't, they've already seen, they'll have already seen the evidence. They're going to have to accept this. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a 9-0 vote going, wow, this was an attack on our country by foreign, foreign actors and domestic. And I don't know what they do after that. I've said that in my movie, but I will tell you this. They will do something. They have to. Some people just shouldn't have money. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Well, I hope he wasted all on this uh, on this garbage. Uh, he, by the way, he's uh, supposedly uh, getting ready to start up his own social media network too. Right, I, I saw that. I saw that. Good. I'm looking forward to it. I want to. I miss getting in there with these idiots and you know ripping them from you know limb from limb to limb, if you will. On the on the old social media here, I, I miss you know I miss telling uh, uh, Donald Trump how much uh, how much of an idiot and uh, a few other choice words that we won't use at this particular uh, juncture because you saw what an effect uh, that had on him that sent him running. Well, you know, let, let's face it. I I just I think and I think a lot of people feel that that same way. You know, every time he tweeted something, you know, you'd, you'd look down the you'd look down the line. Now you'd have, uh, oh, good job, Mister, good job, Mister President. And a few more down. Good job, Mister President. Everybody else was just solid down the line, right? Uh, you know, are you effing something, kidding me? Yeah, I something. Don't... Yeah, some things that even made me blush. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And again, you were just spitting into the wind. Uh... Oh, of course, but you know, sometimes it's spitting in the wind. Sometimes that's great. Uh, I get that. Uh, that can be great therapy. Sometimes I get that. Or, or you could just go on the air for two hours every week on a nondescript internet radio show. Well, could do could do that too. Yeah, you, you, know? should, you should you should really look into that. It's it can be quite therapeutic. 
It, it, it is therapeutic, yeah. believe me. Yeah. I look. It, it, it's so funny. I look forward to uh, to doing this show every week. Seriously, I really do. I, and especially when I start throwing together, uh, throwing together some stuff on on Pocket and on mm-hmm. uh, on the video board and stuff like that. I, I just I can't wait for this thing to start. You know. And then by the time by the time um, uh, by the time it rolls around here on uh, noon Eastern on Sunday, I can't wait for it to get over with. Yeah, yeah. By by eleven fifty, we're done. We're done. <laughs> we we and unfortunately our enthusiasm tanks only only last about hour and a half or so. We we could just about get past uh, football points, and uh, it's all downhill from there. So, now nah, I'm just huh? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So anyway, so anyway, uh, I'm still trying to shake the sleep out of my eyes, kids and kittens, and I apologize for that. It's uh, I literally woke up with ten minutes, not even ten minutes to go. Uh, hey, we got a tweet this week from your girl, from your from your girl MTG Marjorie Taylor Green. John, well, lay it on me. Johnny's I've... got a girlfriend. Johnny's got a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she tweeted this. I ran for office and was elected with 74.7% of the vote to represent the people, not the politicians. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Molly Jong Fast, who I follow and is very funny, replied, You ran unopposed. <laughs> And then, wait, wait a minute. She ran on a post and only got seventy some percent of the vote. And Joy Reid, who uh, who who has the readout on MSNBC, also replied, which means nearly a quarter of the voters were like, "No one, please." <laughs> you ran on a post and still didn't get. <laughs> By the way, people are lining up now to to run against her in twenty twenty two. I'm sure they are. They are, li- Absolutely. they Absolutely. are lining up, and uh, she's going to be one and done. I, I'm confident she's going to be one and done. Um, I got one more thing here uh, since we're talking about. Well, it. I just, think, I just think that uh, by the time the election comes around, the the midterms, I think that you're going to find that the name Donald Trump is going to be more of an albatross than uh, that uh, anything serious or anything that you'd want to run on. I just, I, I think that we're going to wind up seeing uh, just how close him and his, uh, his, uh, his buddies there, you know, the, um, uh, what the hell's his name? Roger Stones of the world. You can mm-hmm. see how, how close everything was uh, tied in here. And people are going to say, well, Geez, you know. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, that's what I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So I'm assuming that Tom, uh, that Thomas is listening here. I, I'm John. I really John, hope we hope assume so. we assume the entire world is listening. Well, I'm not that. I'm not that confident. I am. Uh, I'm still not beyond the the, t- the whole time thing as far as what time it is over there in in London. <laughs> I'm assuming that it's two a little after two o'clock in London. Don't assume. The, well, now this is this is very true. And our our guest, well, you know, our guest was. Um, I sent her the invitation. 
we figure it's going to happen sooner or later that uh, she just going to kind of leave us dangling in the wind. So that's going to mean that we're probably going to change a few things up and, here. And she uh, and it wouldn't be the first time we had a miscommunication with a guest. It and be. it definitely won't be the last time. No, hey, Ted, do me a favor. It what do you al- feel about life? It was almost me today. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Uh yeah, it's uh, it's two nineteen. So uh, out there in London. All so right. don't worry about it. We 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 so, will soldier on. Look, that's it. Um. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and take a real real quick break, and then let's go ahead and then shift gears here uh, just a little bit and kind of move on. If if you're okay with that, just give me the cue, man. Give me the cue. There's the cue. <laughs> <laughs> or. We'll be back in a moment. I'm Tom Shaw from England. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know, I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. What do you want when you gotta eat something? And it's gotta be sweet and it's gotta be a lot and you gotta have it now. What do you want? Lip smack and whip, back and patty whack and ink and knack and zilberack and scalawack and cracker jack and cracker jack. Candy coated popcorn, peanuts and a prize. That's what you get in cracker jack. This is Radio TFI. We're back, John. <laughs> but now we're back. Now we're back. We were back. You weren't back. Um, well, oh, let's see. We're, we're not exactly the technical marvels today, are we? It, it, today we uh, no, we really aren't. We, we that, are. That. We are hashtag big time professional radio here today, kids and kittens. Uh, let me, I, I have one more thing on my script here that I want to share along. This is from Travis Allen, at Travis Allen 02. Uh, and he tweeted, if you accept the $1,400 stimulus check, you are admitting that Biden won. And uh, a very, very good point for all those people out there. By absolutely. The way, by the way, Q has now pushed it back to March 20th. That's the big reveal day. That's the day that the rubber mask gets pulled off, and it turns out that uh, 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 Biden is... Oh, where did you hear that? I am Q, man. Oh, you're Q. No, wait a minute. I'm Q. Oh, no. 
Yeah. Well, we we got to wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. Or, um, Bill was cute. Actually, I don't know. I think Bill is cute. Wait. Didn't you, did you just say that, Bill? We're all cute. We are. We're all in this queue together. <laughs> and I wish this queue would get moving because I'm tired of standing yeah. in line. By the way, do you oh. realize that the word Q, as in standing as in a line, is spelled, uh-huh. is spelled Q-U-E-U-E, and all the letters are silent except for the Q? Huh, I there, didn't know that. There you go. That's something to chew on today, uh, which oh, I, hope, I hope to be doing on at the top of the hour because I haven't had breakfast yet. <laughs> I still can't believe I overslept. Well, um, I can't. Uh, no, no, you don't understand how my love of clocks. I'm not a fanatic. I'm not wearing clocks on my shirts and all that. But I love time. I love keeping time and setting time. And I wouldn't say I'm fanatical about it, but I'm fastidious about it. And you can look that word up uh, and then tell me what it means. Uh, I'll sure think about it. Well, I wasn't talking to you, John. I was talking to the... That was the royal you, everybody. You people, if you oh. know what I mean. Uh, uh, but I, I just love I, I just love the idea of uh, at some point before I leave this uh, this planet again, yeah. I, I need to get into a house or an apartment with a mantle because with a fireplace or something because I want to get a real full-size captain's clock. And if you're not familiar with what a captain's clock is, that's the kind of clock you'd see sitting on a mantle or a fireplace. It's it's kind of sloped down, and uh, it looks like a snail with a hump. And I just love, I've had small versions of them, but I want to get a real full-size one. And you can't do it unless you've got a fireplace uh, and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, mm. that's that's what we need. That's what we got to have. And uh uh, I was I got distracted by something going on off screen that I won't mention. But anyway, so uh, hey, we we've got. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still clearing out from. Uh, my body is still in sleep mode. Boy, I slept like a rock, like a rock. You, uh, I I'm trying not to sleep like a baby because when I sleep like a baby, <laughs> I, uh, I I wake up every three hours crying, having wet my pants. Oh, Jesus. Well, that's what sleeping like a anyway, baby. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. So uh, what we've been doing here for about the last uh, six or seven minutes is uh, called killing time. Uh, while we uh, while we waited here, I've invited uh, our buddy Tom to Tom Shaw to come into the, uh, into the conversation here uh, today because uh, I want to get his perspective specifically his perspective as being from from uh, the UK and what the hell is going on uh over there in in uh in uh, with the queen and Meghan Markle and all the all the royals so what the hell is really going on so first off uh good afternoon Tom good afternoon have you noticed I'm wearing my hat today he's wearing a hat good job I can't even get, we can't even get one of the co-hosts here to wear the damn hat. So you were lucky I woke up today. And Tom, we've got this <laughs> and Tom, we've got this for you. I'm Tom Shaw. There you go. I'm not gonna spoil you with the whole thing. I know. I heard it. Okay. I heard it just as you you went to break. Uh, you, you boys chat. I'm, 
Oh, old Uncle Ed's gonna go have breakfast. There you go. Hey, hey, have an English muffin for me. I will. I will. <laughs> so I had been flipping a coin in my mind here about whether or not I even wanted to talk about this. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of the Royals. Uh, there are people over here in in the states that are absolutely. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking Thank you. Very good. Yeah. You're as good as Ed when it comes to filling in for me. <laughs> when it comes to yeah. that. I, I noticed that. And you know, I'll tell you this. I've never told you this. Um, when I went to the States, um, when I was about 18, we went to Florida. And um, yeah. I remember me, my mum, my dad and my sister went into this uh, Wendy's, I think it was. And it was 10... It was about 10 or 11 years ago. No, 10 or 11 years after Princess Diana died. Oh, yeah. And I I, I really don't really have an... Well, I have an opinion on Diana. It's not, it's not the one shared by some of the Daily Mail readers, which is a controversial right, right-wing uh, newspaper over here. Um... I, I believe that she was not. I think I believe two sides to every story, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this this waiter came up to us and heard the British accent. And I think you're the only you're the only American that I know that hasn't sort of lost their mind when they hear an English accent. Um, but he said, "Oh." It's uh, it's eleven years since Princess Di died today, and he looked at us as if we were all going to break down into tears and you know sing "God Save the Queen" and all the usual stuff. And and he he got he he was very disappointed by our reaction. I think the I think my dad's reaction was, "Oh, is it really? <laughs> that was a long time ago." Um, and you know it's it is an infatuation over in the states with uh, the queen um okay so i'm going to i'm going to put my cards on the table i really like i like queen elizabeth okay i think what she did what she's done for the country um is fantastic um considering she was thrown into it i mean listen this this woman who was 20 odd years old her father died. The next day, no, that day, sorry, everyone said, right, well, you're running the country now. She hadn't had an education as such. She'd been taught by her father how to be royal. Um, Princess Margaret had all the education, you know, and was allowed the rope. And Queen Elizabeth found herself talking to a load of very intelligent, very... Um, leading people, normally men, in their field, you know, who probably just saw her as this this little old queen who, this young queen who didn't really know much about the world. And she took it on herself to get educated. Um, she wanted to, she wanted to be able to have an opinion, advise, and she, she's done that. Um, I think afterwards, Outside of her, 
I think after she goes, I think we could be in a bit of trouble with the royal family, if I'm honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles is a disgrace. William is just nothing. He's bland. Well, um, let me let me ask you this, if if I can, real quick. There is uh, allegations of racism. Somebody supposedly uh, or allegedly, I'll, I'll use that word instead, basically was making uh, jokes about, I don't know if it was jokes or a serious uh, concern about the skin tone, Archie's skin tone. Yeah. Um, where do you think that came from? If it, if it, if it indeed actually <laughs> happened, where do you think that might've come from? Um, I think it was very telling by Prince Harry's reaction after the event, making Oprah go onto national TV and making sure that everyone knew it wasn't his grandparents. I I have a lot of respect for him for doing that. Uh-huh. Because this is a man who clearly loves his family, clearly loves his grandparents, uh-huh. and knew what the English people the English nation would do to them. You know? Um and I think that was the only bit of discourse that we've seen between Meghan and Harry. Um I mean, I believe it probably did happen. Uh-huh. I I have my thoughts of who it, it was. Uh-huh. Um I I, well, I personally tell. think I think it I, I it, it's it's a difficult one. I, I'm I I'm I said to my my mum I think it could well be Prince Andrew who is currently going through a scandal of his own at the moment, a very de- a very a very uh, big scandal. Um, uh, refresh my memory. Was it wasn't Prince Andrew? Um, he was involved in a paedophile ring or something like that. Or uh, with, um, somebody with what uh, Epstein? Was he? Yeah, he was involved Epstein. in all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and. He he he's a he's a dodgy bloke basically, um, and I think yeah. that the Queen, I think that the Queen is dealing with it. I mean, people are saying he, she's she's covering it up. I genuinely don't think the Queen is one of these people who likes her business being put out around the book. Yeah. She believes in the fact that we handle everything behind closed doors, and we will deal with it. I don't know how well she's dealt with it. Personally, uh, I don't really care. It's a police matter, in my opinion. Um, I mean, police are another. Well, well just, yeah. first off, you you, you want to know how ignorant I can be here, uh, or how much I don't really pay attention to the uh, to what's going on with the Royals. I had absolutely no clue. I'd seen pictures of Meghan Markle. Yes. I had no, I had no real clue that she was African American. Yeah, you know, she's a mixed race, and I just I didn't I didn't see it, uh, and that was the first thing. And the second thing, you wonder whether or not, and this doesn't make it right. So I'm not I'm not trying to make it, I'm not trying to make excuses. If indeed somebody did indeed say this, you wonder if it wasn't one of these tongue in cheek type, you know, uh, type you know, back in the back room. Hey, I wonder what color that you know how dark uh, that baby's going to be. It doesn't make it right. Don't, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to no. justify it, but I I can't help but think that uh, I can't help but think that that might be uh, 
what uh, what we're dealing with here. Tom, you want to stay on with us here? We're going to try something we've never yeah. tried before. Uh, our uh, our guest here, uh, Dr. Sharon Raymond, actually is uh, in the in the queue here. So we're going to bring her into the converse, uh, bring her into the conversation. Oh, uh, Dr. Raymond. Dr. Raymond, can you hear me? Uh, I'm trying to see if she can hear me here. I hear something in the background. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness me. Goodness me. Oh, well, and Ed's given me this spin around. Uh, maybe, uh, Dr. Raymond, if you can hear us here, go ahead and pipe in when you uh, uh, try piping in at any time there. That's fine. We're going to kind of carry on here. Uh, 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 can you hear me okay? I can, I can hear you now. <laughs> here I am. I've made it. My internet connection is not great, so I apologize for that. No, okay. Well, that happens to the best of us. Uh, Dr. Raymond, uh, meet uh, Tom Shaw, also from the UK. Hello. I'm John Shannon. Ed, why don't you peek your head in the, into the window here real quick. Hello, Dr. Raymond. Hello. Hello, great, great to meet you. Hi. All right. Uh, well, we're going to shift gears here again, folks. Um <laughs> So the reason I, I, I invited you on here is I saw this fascinating story about uh, what is known as Vaxi Taxi uh, over there in, in London now. Am I uh, correct in that assumption? That's quite right. Yes, we're getting London vaccinated. Beautiful. And so now you're using the black, uh, you're using the traditional black cabs in order to help out with this? Yeah, that's quite right. The concept is basically black cabs, London black cabs. We know that things have been uh, quite difficult for black cabs lately in terms of the pandemic and the economic impact. So there are quite a few black cabs available. Um, the good thing about the cabs is they've got an inbuilt screen, which means they can be COVID safe. They're also wheelchair accessible. So patients who've got disabilities uh, are able to more easily be transported in the cabs. And the uh, other thing that we're doing is people are being vaccinated in the vaxi taxi if they don't want to or are unable to leave the cab for reasons of their physical or mental health or just because they're concerned if they've been shielding and they don't want to be in a group of people so that they can just be vaccinated by the vaccinator within the vehicle. Uh, so that's kind of what it's all about, having a kind of mobile, uh, agile response to vaccination. How many people would you say have been uh, uh, vaccinated uh, via this method? So it's not huge numbers because, remember, these are communities and individuals who are harder to reach. Uh, there's what we, we term it now vaccine hesitancy, but that can be for all sorts of reasons, both in terms of, uh, you know, being confident about the vaccine, but also logistical reasons. So it's mm. in the hundreds rather than the thousands or tens of thousands. But we're hoping to... I'm certainly hoping to grow this project very, very soon and uh, having a lot of support from NHS England and other quarters, local boroughs. Uh, so I'm hoping that it will develop and grow very quickly because the, the target obviously is to reach as, as much of London as we possibly can. And so this started, uh, I should have asked this first, when did you actually get started with this? It's less than a month ago. 
Uh, So it's still quite early days. There's been a lot of uh, media coverage and a lot of interest, uh, both from the uh, London Taxi Drivers Association and lots of people have approached me. Uh, Homeless groups, other vulnerable groups. We want to uh, make it easier for those who are uh, part of traveling communities, those who are isolated and with disabilities to access vaccination. Not everyone has Internet. Not everyone can register online for their vaccination. Uh, mm-hmm. Not everyone has a smartphone and so on. So all these issues can be addressed by, you know, going out to familiar places, into communities, into the hearts of communities with the Vaxi taxis and also I'm collaborating with the London Fire Brigade. So they're, they're bringing pop-up uh, heated shelters. So we're very visible, uh, very out there and people can just, you know, walk in and have their vaccination. Beautiful. So, so there's really nothing as far as setting an appointment. You just bring, you just bring it first come, first serve. In other words, <laughs> we are, uh, we have been mainly registering until now, but we have had some walk-in patients. But uh, okay. uh, on the 12th of April, I'm going to be setting up a vaccination uh, pop-up in South London for the homeless, for rough sleepers, uh, and there will not be a requirement for registration. So more and more, the model will be that there'll be no need for pre-registration, but rather a walk-in uh, model. Uh, so that's that's the way forward. And also uh, what I've been thinking about, particularly this weekend, is a, a new idea. Uh, and I'm going to see how we can uh, launch that through my foundation, the COVID Crisis Rescue Foundation, which is to get the black cab drivers learning to vaccinate themselves because there are community vaccinators. Um, and mm-hmm. I think this could be the way forward. <laughs> I see one of your uh, participants on the show is nodding his head. He likes the idea. I think, yeah, I think it could really take off. <laughs> I do, I do, yeah. It's. I mean, sorry, John. No, no, um, go right ahead, Tom. Tom, uh, tell yeah. Dr. Raymond where where you're not from London, though. You tell uh, Dr. No, Raymond. I'm from I'm from Manchester, just out well, just outside Manchester. Um, I know Manchester. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really like the i what you're saying about the uh, the homeless uh, i uh, communities idea um, because I mean. In terms of homelessness, homelessness, we have a very large amount of homeless people on the streets of Manchester, um, and I think they have been forgotten about by a lot of people. Um, and it's it's thanks to fantastic things like yourselves who who are actually saying, well, yeah, they need vaccinating too. The homeless um, and the, the most vulnerable are absolutely a top priority for NHS England and I've been having discussions with uh, the leads in NHS England for vaccine uh, for for the vaccination projects and they're very very supportive uh, of the Vaxi Taxi initiative uh, because we need to just be finding novel uh, and different ways to to approach these communities and make things easier for them in in terms of accessing vaccination Um, we have to remember that many people who are rough sleeping may not have GPs likely not have GPs not be used to accessing healthcare so not only is this an opportunity for them to be vaccinated against this uh, you know awful virus it's also an opportunity to show them that you know they can also access other healthcare uh, um, services and signpost them and and try and you know indicate that where they can get support if they so wish you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI uh, streaming network. We have a full house here today with uh, Dr. Sharon Raymond and and Tom Shaw. Uh, th- this is fun, except we're going to have to figure out a way to get four pictures into the screen here. But uh, that that's that's technical 
uh, jargon over on our end. Now, I understand that you are uh, trying to, uh, you're doing a lot of this through, uh, what's it, crowd uh, crowdfunding? Or, uh, yes, absolutely. Because the thing is, I need to, although I um, adhere to and work in parallel with the red tape, I'm also trying to work a little bit outside of the red tape in the sense that I'm trying to fill in the gaps uh, and start, you know, uh, novel projects and hopefully they will be picked up uh, by the services that can take them further out uh, across the country. So, um, you know, sometimes it takes longer if you have to go through meetings and get permissions and so on. Whereas, you know, if you've got that independence of being a nonprofit uh, foundation with all the clinical support and backing, uh, then things can happen faster. We're also running uh, since May, COVID Crisis Rescue Foundation has been running since last May um, a service uh, which is uh, basically uh, a, an oxygen saturation probe delivery and loan service. So these small devices that clip onto your finger and tell you what your oxygen level is, which right. will be very handy during COVID because uh, as many people I'm sure know, COVID can cause a silent drop in oxygen levels. And so this mm -hmm. device can tell someone whether their oxygen levels might be low without them realizing. And, and in fact, you know, a clinician who's speaking to them usually remotely over the phone or by video may also not be able to tell that their oxygen is low and until it's, you know, until the levels are particularly worrying. And so uh, I've collaborated with the Bike Shed community. We have a group of uh, uh, motorbike uh, uh, enthusiasts who uh, are delivering probes up and down all the way across London, um, seven days a week, 12 hours a day. And we've delivered thousands uh, since last May. Again, that is supported by NHS England, I'm glad to say. Um, so, or, or at least, that, yeah, it's actually supported centrally by NHS England and we're receiving uh, probes from them. Uh, that's That's been recently we've been receiving probes. But until then, absolutely, uh, we were having to purchase those oxygen saturation probes. But I, the foundation totally depends on crowdfunding uh, to move forward, uh, you know, various projects, although there is some support from the NHS. We, we really need the support of the public to keep these projects going. Well, you got to keep pushing that because that's uh, uh, there's been some great things being done here. As far as we have, we have GoFundMe. I'm sure they have that out in uh, 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 in. I don't know if they have that in the UK or not, but uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. We do have GoFundMe. I, the the p platform that uh, COVID Crisis Rescue is on is uh, is on Just Giving. I'm sharing the link in our chat i don't know if you're able to share it yourself it'd be really wonderful if you could um, i'll share anything that you want to share or you want me to to uh to uh, prop up I, i'm surprised i actually got a pretty uh the uh, show i'm surprising we're just we're a couple of yankees here but uh we have, actually have a pretty good following over there in the uk so uh, by all means uh uh share it via twitter um uh, if you have something via Facebook, I can share it that way too. Uh, I'll be to be happy to uh, share it any way that you uh, uh, that you uh, care to here. Okay, that's I extremely kind. Thank you, and I hope that some of the things that I'm doing here that are a little are a little bit uh, different, uh, with all the support of uh, amazing you know colleagues, professionals, and many volunteers. I hope it will inspire. Uh, other people who may be listening to this show and uh, my motto is dream it do it so you know if you have a good idea 
don't let it stay a good idea you know uh, connect with other people who can help you who are constructive and want to volunteer and get things done and you can make things happen you know if you're able to and if you have a great idea do it absolutely well hats off to you for doing this uh uh, I, I I sure wish you the best of luck, and and I I hope that we can. I don't know uh, if you how did you tell me here? I've, I've unfortunately memory isn't my greatest uh, uh, trade here, but did you say how many uh, uh, London cabs are actually participating in this? So I have a core small core group of uh, cabs, but I'm also in contact with a gentleman who has a fleet of thirty uh, black cabs. Uh, so we are in a position to grow it as required. At the moment, as I said, the numbers are fairly small. We've just started out. And you have to remember that uh, we're not aiming to, in some centers, they're vaccinating, you know, 1,200 or so people a day. But actually, because the people that we are uh, hoping to help and, and get vaccinated, if they so wish, are more vulnerable. Yes, they are at higher risk. They do need a bit more time for us to explain, uh, you know, about the vaccination and give them, you know, the time that they need. It, it shouldn't be a rush job. You know, it's not a vaccination factory. It's uh, it's about giving people the time that they need to explain what this is all about, to give them the reassurance uh, and so on. So it does take a bit longer um, than perhaps uh, in other settings. It's not a mass vaccination uh, unit. So pe people need that time to understand about the vaccination and feel confident. I, I wonder, and this is, this is, uh, this is just uh, me spitballing here. Uh, are the London taxis available to put, or uh, all right with putting up some signage on their, uh, on the outsides of their vehicles where they could actually uh, help spread the word with this, you know, Especially uh, with the homeless, being able to see that this is actually available. Yeah, so we do have uh, amazing signage with uh, kind of uh, cab magnets that say Vaxi Taxi uh, and so on. But uh, but maybe that can be developed a bit further. I think that's a really great idea, actually. Um, uh, I'll take that away and have a think about it. But any ideas that you have, please, please do share. And, and uh, we can try and develop whatever we can to get this moving uh, even further. Uh, sorry, Dr. Raymond. Is, is there any plans to move this nationwide? Because I know you, you are focusing on London. Um, but I know that there are people desperately trying to like help the homeless community, help the vulnerable community in in other areas of the UK is there. I mean I know I know that you're you're trying to keep maybe funding from government and HS sources as little as little as possible to avoid red tape. Okay, but I don't you... I, I don't I don't have funding at the current time. Uh, no. and I'm always open to need. So I will never say no if I'm approached and no matter where that's from. Um, so you if, you have, if you have ideas, I suggest that people make contact with me through the Just Giving page and I will definitely see what I can do. I've got a very large network, not just in London, but further afield. So if there's anything I can do to help, to support, uh, you know, to give that, you know, the, the logistical advice, the infrastructure, then I'll do it. Particularly, you know, if you're saying Manchester's an issue, I have been approached uh, not too long about, uh, ago about issues in Manchester and I would be very keen to help wherever I can. And I don't know if you can hear me or not here with you not being in the screen. Did you have any questions? No questions from Ed. Okay. Well, with that, uh, Dr. Raymond, I, I, I sure applaud you for what you're doing there. And, you know, I, uh, the two of us will use our, our little bully pulpit here as best we can and, and uh, help uh, spread the word here if you, uh, 
if you don't mind. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for your support and giving me this, this time, uh, you know, to talk about what we're doing. I think this is uh, really, this is the time that we all need to be working together, using the different skills that we have um, and trying to do good, really. That, that's all we can do at this time of pandemic. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you here for, for joining us. And if you have anything else, you uh, any other uh, news or anything that you think uh, we can put out, uh, go ahead and if you will, hit me up here and we'll uh, we'll put you back on. Thank you so much. It's been great. Lovely to meet you all. You as well. Take all care. The best. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. Dr. Sharon Raymond, what that was, uh, that was enlightening to, uh, to say, and I'm glad we got her on it, uh, better late than never as they, uh, as they say. Absolutely. And, and for a change, I felt it was best, uh, <clears throat> I'd have been one voice too many in there. <laughs> oh, come on. I could have directed traffic here. <laughs> no, no, you can't. No, you can't. You can well, bear. this is true. I got to realize who I'm dealing with here. So right. that's part of it. <laughs> and besides my breakfast was fantastic but no that was that was very very interesting and uh we appreciate and thank thank you dr raymond for joining us that was uh that, that that's uh you know what every little bit helps right now every every person we can get vaccinated uh is is going to be a good, is going to be a good thing by the way, you can still join us the old-fashioned way here at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. I'm assuming that Ed has the uh, the phone line uh, hooked up. Well, uh, you know what they say about assuming, but... Uh... <laughs> John, remember that gift I sent you before? Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. There, You're hiding it, but you, you've got it wrapped this time, huh? Yes, it was wrapped. It was wrapped now. Very, very, very nice of you. So, yeah, that, oh, my goodness, that 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 is quite the initiative. And unfortunately, with London being uh, such a such a populous uh, city, I realize that this is just kind of might be a drop in the bucket, but it's a hell of an idea. And it'd be great to be able to uh, expand this uh, more to the masses. So. Oh, well, let's see. We still got about six or seven minutes here. Why don't we go ahead and finish up what we were talking about the Royals here, if you, if, if, yeah. if that's all right. Uh, Wait, so Tom, I, I, I have a question. I have a question. I know I wasn't originally uh, involved in this, but I, I, I've always been curious. Uh, is it true on their honeymoon night, Princess Di said to, uh, said to Prince Charles, well, I, I guess it's not true that every ruler is 12 inches. I mean, this is what I've heard all these years. And <laughs> He just couldn't. He could not wait he to get resist. No, no, he I, couldn't resist. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. But I tried. I tried. I tried. Look, well, actually, I, I'm... First of all, let's get this out of the way. Meghan Markle is not American. She's Canadian. Yes. Okay. Everybody is going on. Oh, she's American. No, she's Canadian. And uh, John, you it's just a suburb, anyways. Come on. Well, well, you know, let's, come on. We'll get Christine in on it now. And uh, <laughs> but uh, John, John, you, I was, I've been thinking the very same thing that that you mentioned earlier. I wonder if this question about Archie's skin tone or pretend wasn't taken completely out of context because I'll be quite honest with you, depending on how that question is posed, it's not, it's not an unrealistic question. It's not an off the wall. 
she's of mixed mixed race. Uh, 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 Harry is, you know, of uh, whiter than white. You know, he's 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 clear. That's how white he is. But it's just when you start mixing now, you know, is would there be a recessive gene that might make Archie? I mean, I think it's it's just an interesting. I mean, it's no different than do you think he'll have red hair? In my eyes, I I think in in today's climate though, and with with people being able to go on to say a television show with millions and billions right. of followers, such right. as Oprah Winfrey, um, to make a lot of money um, and sell her story. But um, but uh, again, Tom, I'm wondering if in the context when that question was first posed in private. If it wasn't, yeah, you know, how was I it? I mean, the, I'm sure the question was there. It's a question, yeah. but it's the context. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you on on the context. However, it 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 leaves that royal, however senior or unsenior, open to criticism. So, right, I, I just feel that should have that should be a question for. The parents to discuss with each other, I, not, not any, and I think that's why I, I, I do think that's why Megan got offended because, you know, it's the royal family. Let's face it, they are stuck in the dark ages. Ninety percent of them. Yeah, again, you um, know, you know more about it than I do, and and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that you know I know anything more than the fact that and this isn't re- it's kind of connected but uh Piers Morgan is a weenie he is and he <laughs> he he's made a lot of money out of being an opinionated person who just wants to uh right look we dealt with them here upset people we dealt with and them he got here. shouted yeah and he got cut he was dealt with by a weatherman here you know yeah yeah um yeah. He, who who did turn it personal i don't like the way he did it but you know it shows that Piers morgan can give it out as much as he wants but he can't actually take it he no. can't take the it when somebody says you know what you might be wrong no you no know? and that's what uh, um like i watched i mean the- on 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 the on the um other stuff that megan alleged I find it difficult to believe that a family as big as the royal family, as high pressured as the royal family, if they were told that somebody as high profile as well, let's face it, Meghan became a senior royal. Um, if they were going through instances or having suicidal thoughts, mm. and Hey, I'm not saying that Megan didn't have suicidal thoughts. I, 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 I have suffered my own mental health demons, and you know it's a very dark place. And I can imagine being in that high-pressured society. I mean, I know she was an actress, but you know, the royal family, actress, royal family. Right. And what you've got to yeah, keep, exactly. and what you've got to keep in, keep, what you've got to keep in mind is, uh, what I may think is just a little bit of. I don't think it's much of a problem. It, it's going on in your head, whether it's you or Meghan Markle or John Shannon or whoever it may be. It's going on in your head, and you're the one who's dealing with it. And and it's not always, you know, the scale of it to the outside may seem, oh, that's minuscule. That's nothing. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. But anyway, John? 
Hey, we're at the top of the hour here. Uh, Tom, you can feel free to ride through the break here and join us on the other side if, you sure, if you'd like to. Uh, but we got to take our little break at the top of the hour here. So uh, we'll be back. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. from a payphone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Yeah. A used pink bathrobe, a rare mint snow globe, a Smurf TV tray. I bought on eBay My house is filled with this crap Shows up in bubble wrap Most every day What I bought on eBay Tell me why I need another liable to snipe you with two seconds left to go whoa got paypal or visa whatever will please ya as long as i've got the dough i'll buy your tchotchkes sell me your watch please i'll buy Highest bidder, John keeps 
Well, I, I think. I guess I should expect that by now. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. You are indeed listening to the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI. I want to put this uh, put this back up on the uh, screen here, if you will, uh, for the uh, JustGiving.com crowdfunding coronavirus uh, fight back. That is uh, the the uh, what's a crowd uh, crowdfunding. Uh, that's the site that uh, that uh, Dr. Raymond is using once again for for joining us here. Oh, what is that noise? Oh, that's that's just Tom, Tom getting back into the picture here. Yeah, we've, we've, that's what that was. We've muted Tom until he gets settled in. <laughs> that's a good Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> what it's a. Tom, it's perfectly okay because John, what's our hashtag? Hashtag big time professional radio. Yeah, we, we do this all the time, man. John, remember what I said, back off about an inch. I, 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 I can't measure thing in inches. That's not what I heard. Anyway. <laughs> how about centimeters? You think you could do it in centimeters? I uh, know. All right. So, uh, anyhow, uh, are we ready to do football? Oh, wait a minute. Football. I'm still 25 weeks to go. 25 weeks to go. I, well, I can't are wait. We out now? Are we roiled out here now? Or oh no, are we? I don't know. Are we? <laughs> I I stayed out of the conversation. Uh, well, particularly with with Dr. Raymond. Uh, by the way, we can put we can put as many as ten people on the screen, uh, but four was just going to be a wee bit too much. And it's not about images; it's, it's about our sound quality. So I didn't want to start stepping on each other and uh, take over the conversation as I am wont to do in situations. You are. Like I, I I truly <laughs> am. I truly am. I I freely admit it. And uh, it's not been a good day. By the way, I missed I missed my. Cue for the opening of the show at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I missed my cue for running the video at the at the at the break at the last break. I'm not having a good day. Oh, I'll fix it all in post and editing. It's all going to be sound. Nobody, nobody will be any wiser. You're probably even going to cut this part of the discussion out of out of the uh, uh, fray as well. What it, what problems? What problems did we we have? It will it will never see the light of day. Matter of fact, it won't even reach the cutting room floor. It will be intercepted before it hits the floor. <laughs> so anyway, now, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to join in via via landline or payphone or or whatever, still a free call from a payphone if you choose to uh, to go that route. We uh, we still have uh, Tom Shaw here with us from Manchester, England. And uh, we're going to continue a little bit more. I didn't realize I was going uh, hey, to have this much. Hey, John. Freedom. John, Tom, Tom knows he's not getting paid for this, right? So sticking around. He's not making any more money, right? He knows that. He's making as much as I am. <laughs> making as much as you are. <laughs> double, double what we're making. Exactly. But uh, I didn't realize we'd spend this much time talking about the Royals. But the, there, the, it is uh, a 
it's it's fascinating <clears throat> in one it's in one part it's troubling in another you know we here have kind of uh, have gone through an awakening which i i don't know because i'm not in the uk i don't follow follow it that close but people are very sensitive here in the states about racism these days uh, uh post uh, post george floyd uh um and the like we we are very sensitive to it i wonder do do uh do people in the uk have share that same um, yeah, ahead. very much so. I mean, I don't know if you've heard about them. Um, it's it's towards the towards the about two thousand and ten, early two thousand and ten. I started to become aware of a organization called English Defence League. Now, these morons were very happy to roam the streets. Um, they were connected with um, football hooliganism, which is oh. uh, soccer hooliganism, as you would say. I'm going to stop you right um, there because that when I became aware of that many, many years ago, I, w- I, I was in my early 20s, I think, when I, when I first became aware of the hooliganism. It's like holy smokes! I mean, I've been I've been to sporting events, I've been to concerts. You might have a little a little spat over here, a little spat over there. But I mean, if you if you spot Philadelphia Folk, uh, Eagles, sorry, it's it's a fight every single week, isn't it? And they fight each other. Well, there's a lot. Well, of- <laughs> let's, let's not start on Philadelphia fans because that's a, remember remember these are the people that booed Santa Claus. All right, so you're, you're talking about a very special breed of or inbreed of people, as the case may be. Um, so anyway, English Defense League. Yeah, um, they were um, they were formed after. Um, a protest at a soldier's funeral because when a soldier comes back from after he's been killed in action mm-hmm. um they tend to um it was either a funeral or a returning home parade i think it may have been a returning home parade okay but a group of um of extreme extremists um I won't call them Muslims because they weren't. They don't represent. They didn't represent the Quran or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So extremists decided to burn poppies and shout death to Britain stuff like that. You know, it was an anti-war protest, a bit extreme, and you know, it was it was the first time that I'd really seen real hatred towards our, our troops and. It got a bit um, testy. A lot of people, well, a few people, well, police intervened. Right. Um, and out of that, um, a man formed the English Defence League. And these people became a far-right, anti-Islam, an anti-Islamist um, protest movement. And everywhere that they went in the UK, um, bad disorder happened. You know, really right. nasty disorder with the police, it, it sounds, with local people. It, it sounds to me, Tom, like this is the type of group that 
their motto is if it ain't white it ain't right yes pretty much um and you know it's they they gave birth well they didn't give birth they they opened up the doors for other racist organizations to come to a head like britain first and that's where we that's where sort of far right politics came into play a little bit and you know boris johnson i believe jumped on that um and you know it's we have got a racist undertone in this country i believe i believe that um people are discriminated against in a in a huge way um I can't imagine. I can't imagine a wild-haired leader coming into power and unearthing <clears throat> all the racist undertones in a country. I just can't imagine it happening no, you just here. See it in America, would you? Who, who would? Who would? Who would do such a thing? Hey, caramba! <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I interrupted. And <laughs> um, so when when George Floyd was murdered, and I won't beat about the bush he was murdered um, by a police officer sure he was um and the black lives matter movement in america kicked off were brought forward into into prominence really excuse me it resonated with a lot of people over here and you know you look at the stats I mean, I, I shared last week I'm studying criminology. I'd like to look at stats and figures and stuff like that. And if you are black in this country and you walk down, well, if you are a BAME, one of the BAME community, which is black, Asian, minority, ethnicities, I think that's what it stands for. Okay. Um, you will, you are more likely by a big percentage, I can't remember off by hand, than if I was walking down the street to be stopped by a police officer. Oh, sure. Um, oh, sure. That's, that happens here where I am here in yeah. New York city. That happens uh, all the time. And, Matter of fact, on a side note to that, we, we currently have a rash of people beaten up on older Asians, a, because they're cowards and uh, B because they think for some reason this, they brought COVID-19 here. Um, uh, Look, the, you got to remember, Tom. The three of us had the uh, the distinction and the safety net of having been born white males. Yes. And while there's nothing we can do to change that, uh, and we don't live. I mean, let's face it. Broadly speaking, we live a more privileged existence because uh, we can walk down a street. We can walk into a store. And we're not going to be followed around. We're not going to be, you know, judged immediately on just the just the tone of our skin. Uh, I get judged on on my on my uh, movie star good looks, but that's neither here nor there. That's uh, that's a whole another topic for a whole another time. John hates it when I do that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's scowling. Um, he's scowling. I, I now. came across racism in America. When I was sat at breakfast in Minnesota, and it was from a—I think I told you last week—it was from um, 
it was it was there were a couple from Florida and they lived in a gated community. I think you've told you this before. Mm. And they said, I believe you have a big Muslim problem over there. Muslim problem. Muslim problem. Muslim uh, problem. Uh, and I said, Oh no, we don't. We just have uh, racists. And that shot them down. I mean, we got invited to visit him at some point and I thought mm, that went straight into the bin. Yeah. Um uh, but- <laughs> By the way, having having been a resident of the great state of Florida for uh, well over three decades, I can tell you that uh, a lot of the folks that you you dealt with in that situation, they think they're living in a gated community and their gates are keeping us out. No, no, no. It's a cage and we're keeping them in. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Exactly. And And I had nothing to do with Ron DeSantis. I voted against him. My in my last my last election in the great state of Florida, I voted against him and Marco Rubio too voted against him. So I I, I take no and and you, you uh, Scott, have no you have no blame and Rick Scott, <laughs> Rick, Rick Scott I voted against him for both governor and senator. So I, mm-hmm. hands are clean. Um, so so when it comes to the media, that's I mean that is what the Meghan Markle. Um, interview kicked a whole wasp's nest, hornet's nest of of editors going, oh, oh, they've got us. I mean, I did I like Meghan Markle's interview? No. Did I believe most of it? No. Did I believe some of it? Yes. What I did get and what I can 100% agree with and believe is the British media is racist. Well, my, go ahead. I'm sorry. We have we have we have a newspaper called The Sun. Yes, heard of it. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh yes. Um, and yes. Um, <laughs> um, there was a protest. No, there wasn't a protest. Sorry, I, I need to stop saying that. It was a vigil yesterday. Vigil yesterday. For a woman who was murdered allegedly by a police officer, a police officer has been arrested for it off duty, um, and there was a vigil uh, there, and the police turned up and basically started arresting women with flowers and candles, hmm. um, trampling all over the flowers that had just been left. Yeah, we we get that too. Um, yeah, and so Kate Middleton, Kate Windsor, yes. I don't know what her actual official title is. Um, Megan's best mate turned up and for about 10 seconds, did, did they mention, did the son mention today the arrests that have been made, the disorder? No, it had a big, big splashed front page news. Kate visits vigil. Mm. Now, my understanding is that the British tabloids are (laughs) a vicious, vicious, uh, group of i don't even know how to a pack of pack of wild animals uh yes and we're all familiar with the fact that let's face it uh the media they killed uh princess diana that's yeah without question that's that's the reason she's dead today and uh uh but apparently that you don't have quite the laws that we have here in the u.s uh i i i know I know the paparazzi here, from what I've read, what I've seen, they, to a point, they, they respect distance anyway. They don't, 
a lot of them will not bother a celebrity's kids. They, they, you know, but it's not the, and, and they, I don't think by law they can, they can follow them. Uh, so I mean, just to not get that princess Diana situation, which let's face it, that turned into a high speed chase in a tunnel that never turns out well. Uh, no, but yeah, I, I, I see things, I read things. And, and while I'm no expert on, on British, uh, media and all that, again, I go back to, to Piers Morgan. I first became aware of him on, uh, uh, America's Got Talent, which was initially that started. Well, actually it was supposed to be Britain's Got Talent was going to start first. They didn't America's Got Talent start. Uh, But anyway, um. So Pierce was there because he's buddy buddy with Simon Cowell, and okay, he played at the time American Idol was going, and Simon was the bad guy, and so Pierce was was taking that role, and by the end of his run there, the uh, the other ju- one of the other judges was Howie Mandel, uh, who just apparently I I don't know how much of it was set up or not, apparently reveled in in busting Pierce's balloons. And uh, it appeared Piers was constantly annoyed by it. And then, but then Piers took over for Larry King, or maybe that was before that. Uh, Larry King gave up his show on CNN. They put Piers Morgan in there, and I watched it for a while. And boy, oh boy, it just—he's one of these guys. He's never going to be wrong. He's just never going to be no. wrong. You can't. Uh, and I also watched him on Celebrity Apprentice. Watched him. First, get on his knees and suck up to Donald Trump, and uh, and all. And then he attacked people, and then he's attacked him in the in, yeah. in the last few years. So he knows which side is bread, bread's buttered. In, in he knows which way where the wind blows. He goes. He changes. Right. He and can... that, and now I watched that video of uh, of the weatherman. And I'm sorry, I don't know his name. Uh, although some somebody pointed out, and normally that gentleman would not be sitting at the desk on the panel. He'd be off to the side no. at his weather map, and yet that day he was sitting there. So that also brings up the question of how much how much of this was set up. I'm not saying it is. I don't know the players. But it, that does seem odd that that particular day he gets a seat where he normally isn't. That being said, uh, for, for, for Piers to sit there, and while it doesn't seem to be out of character for him, to you know have a thin skin it just thinks a little bit of maybe this was a little bit of a setup you know i i think it might have been um but i don't think Piers's views were no i don't i don't but um, i think i think that I, day I, might have been i mean from what he said at the in his interview i mean again media camped outside his door right. all night that day that he did it he said, I believe the woke generation think they've destroyed me, but they haven't. And, you know, they haven't, but, you know, he will get he will get sacked again. Oh, yeah. He'll, something. well, Something's well, going to happen. Well, first off, he'll get hired again. Yeah, he will. He will get hired In again. In the UK. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sad thing. That's the scary thing. Mm. Piers Morgan will be hired by a UK company yet again. Oh, and, yeah. you they know, can... ITV, has... I mean... Again, it comes back to the whole the media in this country do not have a moral compass. A moral compass, no. And it 
comes from the board of editors who who uh, released a letter saying that the media is not racist. That that editor, the, the chairman of that board, is now resigned. All right, I because he realised he was wrong. I've never um, heard of the board of editors, so I don't know what that encompasses. There, there are there are there are board who will sort of talk about the UK's press and stuff like that. They're in control of it all. But but I mean, who are they? Are they actual editors from various newspapers and media yeah. outlets? Okay, okay, that's that's what I mean. Who are they? Are they just some random group of guys sitting on the in, on the on the internet somewhere? You know, three guys in baseball caps talking about. Oh, minute, I don't. I don't have my hat because uh, you know uh, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and most of them yeah. s- and most of them stink. Thank you. You didn't think I wasn't going to finish that up, now, did you, John? Well, I, I didn't know if you knew the second part of that, but obviously you know it. I've lived it. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm going to have um, it tattooed backwards on my forehead so I can see it in the mirror every day. <laughs> well, what do you say we move on here just a little bit? Because there are a couple of other uh, topics that... Uh, really? Uh, there are, believe it or not. Um, shush, yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm assuming that nothing's uh, that nothing has changed uh, going on with... Uh, with uh, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. I Nothing's changed. So let, me, let me play this here real quick, and uh, uh, we'll come back and talk about this on the other end. Oh, boy. No sound. And uh, we apologize for the audio that's not playing right now. Uh, John, uh, you've I think got more will come out go. still. Lost Governors it again. Comported themselves. Can't hear it. We uh, we ex- we're experiencing technical difficulties right now. Uh, there we well, go. What? I wonder what we'll have to figure out. What the hell happened there? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll work on that. Did, did, did you hear anything, Tom? I heard, I heard everything. Yeah, you heard everything. So, in other words, it's on your end, there, Ed. You're the one that's not hearing it. <laughs> well, if, if Tom can hear it, I should certainly be able to hear it. You would, you would think, but okay. So, so at least now we know what's somewhat going on with that. But we'll we'll get back to that later. Okay, we all know. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. Look, I, I look, look, look. I'm taking the opinion of guys who are in just non-important time zones okay if you're not in the eastern time zone really nothing matters because everything is done for the eastern time zone let's talk about a governor from the eastern time zone and who can't seem to keep his hands to himself so so the story goes now just as i as i disavowed uh ownership of ron DeSantis and the people in florida i also disavow ownership of Cuomo, because I wasn't living here when he was elected. That being said, for a change, I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm. I wouldn't surprise me if he's a little grabby. He's an old man who's single, and uh, he probably is a little handsy. But that being said, uh, 
If he's willing to fight it out, then I say, let's not hang him by social media. How? Look, Al Franken, this happened to Al Franken, who, by God, I believe would have been president of the United States, if not now, certainly soon. Al Franken got booted out. And, uh, look, I don't even want to get started on it. Uh, for something he did, you, oh, we lost Tom. Jeez. Boy, you, you got, Tom got bored. Boy, you Tom got, got bored with, with this conversation quickly. <laughs> boy, you stopped talking about England and uh, look at it. Off he goes. Oh, well, I'll tell you. Oh. So, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll we'll just carry on here. Uh, oh, okay. okay. He's got dinner. Okay. All righty. Uh, well, can you believe that that dinner is more important than talking to us? Can I, you believe that? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I oh, I, I'm I'm hurt. Wait, wait, I, wait. I am truly hurt. I, I am both shocked and appalled. Not even, <laughs> didn't even say goodbye. Didn't even say goodbye. Well, he did wave. I'll give him that. I didn't realize that he was. I didn't realize that he was. Uh, waving goodbye i thought he was just uh wanted to actually say so actually wanted to get in and talk while you were talking oh, well there'll be a pay cut next time i promise you that he will. Oh, okay there you there you go so carry on what you're what you were saying there about so about governor grabby there so if he's willing to, to go through an investigation i say go through the investigation I'm not denying what anybody is saying here. I'm not saying these women are wrong. They're making stuff up. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is that you just, we got to stop having trial by social media. Okay? Because people make accusations. We don't know if they're actually true or not. For all I know, he did it. And he should be booted out on his uh, uh, on his Italian butt. I, I, I don't doubt for a second it might have happened. But if he's if he's willing to stand up and go through the scrutiny of an actual investigation, I say let's do that. Let's do that. And then if he's found to have done what he's accused of, then let it fall. Uh, but right now, people are making uh, demanding his resignation on nothing more than. Uh, the rumor and innuendo, and again, I'm not saying these young ladies are lying, not at all. But uh, everybody's entitled to a fair trial and a fair presentation of the facts. And again, he may turn out to be. It just may turn out to be. Probably will turn out to be that there's something to this, where there's smoke, mm-hmm. there's fire. But until we actually see the flames, we don't know for sure yet. And that's where I stand on. Well, the, well, the last one, the last accuser. Again, and this one hasn't really come forward to my to my knowledge. The last accuser, number six, where he is actually being accused of uh, uh, going, uh, basically reaching down her shirt or down her top and groping. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones, yeah, you could probably say we're maybe a little borderline. But if this last one, if he's actually crossed that line. Uh, well, sure. Then, yeah. and again, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying it did, but we we've oh. got to we've got to stop with this, you know, justice by social media. And and it happens all the time. Look, there have been. You'll see somebody is posted up on social media. They did a horrible thing supposedly. 
people find out their name and where they live and where they work and people get fired and then it turns out it wasn't them or they didn't do it. It's we're in such a rush to judgment here. And look, everybody's entitled to an accusation is made. Let's investigate the details and then dish out the punishment as as warranted. Well, somebody asked on, on the radio here a couple of days ago, they wanted to know what is what is worse, the accusations of the fact that he uh, basically fudged the numbers on the number of nursing home deaths or the, uh, or the whole uh, problems he's going through now with the, uh, uh, with his, uh, his uh, grabby pants there. That's a trick. Uh, It's a trick question because it all depends on your perspective. Of course. So there is no worse. I mean, what's worse losing your left leg or your right leg? Mm Mm-hmm. What's more advantageous? You can frame that question any number of ways. But in the end, it doesn't change the fact that you can call us at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Yes, Yes, indeed, you can. Uh, I don't know. Here's another another something I want to throw into this mix. Okay. with, With this, and... And it's a problem that I have had. It was a problem I had when uh, with Franken. It's a problem that I've had even going back to uh, uh, the Supreme Court judge that got uh, uh, got had the accusations that he went through. I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, help me out. You know what I'm talking about? I, I'm sorry. My, my attention was focused elsewhere for the moment. Who... Uh... The- that, that the Supreme Court uh, nominee Garter, what the hell was his name here? Thomas, the one that uh, the one that was accused of uh, of uh, raping and molesting. Oh, 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 yeah. You know what? He he left me so blank that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. Can't even remember his name. I'm, and I apologize point. for Make that. I don't. I don't. Make your. I point. don't claim to be a journalist here, unfortunately, or have a memory of any. Of any. Well, that there lies the problem too. But here is the other thing, and and of course, uh, I've Ka- never been Kavanaugh. I, Brent Kavanaugh. Yeah. Thank you. I've never been in the same position as these women have been in. So I, I don't pretend for a moment that I understand what it is that they're going through. But damn it, with something as egregious as a sexual assault, do, do you think that that shouldn't be something that should have been brought up immediately as opposed to something, okay, well, this happened four years ago. This happened five years ago. Well, this well, happened two years ago. You're not always up to talking about it at the time and uh, situations and you're worried about your job. There's, there's a lot there. And uh, before, and I got to slam on the brakes here because before we run out of time, there's two things I want to talk about. Uh, The first one is uh, we're going to switch gears here, John. Uh, We're going to go to the Uber bad girls. Well, 
Okay. I, I, I did have a, a little bit more here. Well, I, I don't want to pass up on this before we run out of time. Now, we're about to play the video, and I'll play the video. Uh, and there's going to be some harsh language. This is an Uber driver out in San Francisco. And he picked up these three young ladies, or he got called there. Apparently, uh, they were at a gas station. Apparently, there was an issue. They got in. He wanted them out. They would not get out of the car. So he said, fine, if you don't get out, you'll just come home with me. I'm going home. Uh, they started down the, the freeway, and they started getting antsy. And he pulled over, and this happened. This is dash cam video. Be forewarned. Uh, we haven't had a chance to edit. We haven't edited anything out, so the language is going to be very, very coarse. If you got little ones in the room, uh, cover their ears. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. And for the uh, the folks listening on audio only, this this video, excuse me, is on the website radiotfi.com. With uh, with uh, here we go. You don't touch my property. You don't buy it. You don't buy it. I bought it. I work hard for it. So, did it like this? Are you stupid? Did I told you to get out in the gas station? You didn't. Well, there's one of the reasons that uh, I never want to be in that dark side again because uh, customers like that. I can tell you from having driven nighttime as a cab driver, the amount of entitlement you've seen from uber drive uber customers over the years we never got one percent of that oh you'd have people act up but i mean this what that no 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 nothing like that now the young lady on the left has been arrested in las vegas the woman with the mouth on the far right uh she's getting ready to turn herself in i don't know anything about the I think she has turned herself in. By by now, she may have. She may have. And one of the investors in Uber felt so bad about this, what this guy went through. She started a GoFundMe page for him. Now, if you felt that bad about him, you'd have helped him out yourself, you twit. Uber offered the guy 20 bucks. 20 bucks? And eventually, eventually it got up to, I think, 120. Uh, oh boy yeah 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 and uh last i checked his gofundme was up to 50k good for him take your money get get out of the business because this is uh but this is behavior that we just it has become rampant with these rideshare people i don't know what they're thinking and again if this is not a reason for everybody on the planet to have a dash cam i don't care if you're driving for hire or not you never know what's going to happen and where it's going to happen even in your personal vehicle you should have a dash cam but this 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 thing rips the mask off this guy's face reaches up takes his phone and then does the coughing in his face i mean and and then they're all going on they're all doing the hood rat thing well when my man finds out you're gonna really really 
I, uh, by the way, the, 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 uh, the Caucasianist woman, she was on Instagram. She put out, oh, there's a whole series of videos where she defended her actions and she got blasted by social media and deservedly so. And, uh, she's the type of woman that deserves to be buried somewhere, never to be heard from again. Uh, I hope, I hope she loses all her teeth except one and then has a toothache. <laughs> wow. No, you're absolutely right. This is, uh, and we never, I've never, I can, I can tell you probably on one hand, the number of passengers I've had in 38 years where that first off the driver made them, the driver should have never engaged him at that point in time. Well, here's the thing. And I'm, I'm going to say, here's where he made his first mistake was that he pulled up to this call and his doors were unlocked okay since uber and lyft came came about there's enough video out there and so many people will just try and scam somebody else's ride lock uh, your doors you pull up you crack your window hi what's the name you verify make sure they don't have eight people that are going to try and jam in your car etc etc so you don't let them in until you know that this is the right supposed to take. And that's that's the problem that a lot of them have. But e just the same. They were in the gas station, whatever the issue, the original issue was. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, they had an issue, and they called for another car. And, of course, they pulled this, well, I'm not getting out until the other car gets here. Well, I'm leaving, so you can stay in the car, but you're coming with me. Here's your, you know, I gave him ample opportunity to... Uh, and again, well, here, here's, I here's the thing. As a driver, here's here's how I would have handled it. First off, once I got my phone back uh, from th that uh, one that grabbed it, I would have gotten out of the car and called the police. Well, I believe he did. He, they refused to wear a mask. This is where this all started. They, they refused to wear masks. Right. That's what it was. That's what it was. And as, as far as uh, the law goes, this was in San Francisco. So it, it, is, it is not only a courtesy, it is the law that they, they needed to be masked up. It's Uber's rules. Two, I would have called the police if, if indeed they hadn't already called the police. Right. Well, again, I, again, this goes back to when you pull up in this day and age, the way Uber riders are. You keep the doors locked. You make sure they're not going to overload the car. They're wearing their mask, et cetera, et cetera. You don't let them in the car until they've complied. Otherwise, you just you just move on. And unfortunately, that's the way it is. Now, in the cab business, you know, we got flagged down all the time. Uh, but that's how, look, I kept my doors locked quite often just to just to be sure that I'm not getting involved in something I don't want to. I mean, that's driving 101. So, uh, you know, at the very least, I kept, I always kept my front doors locked because of course. Uh, I'd keep the back doors unlocked because, hey, somebody flags you down, you, you, you pick them up. But anyway, I, I hope all three of those ladies go, go deep, deep, deep into the justice system and never heard from again. And I hope this guy takes his 50 grand, starts a new life and a new line of work. And, and Uber, screw you. This, uh, Uber has allowed this to happen. They have, oh, by the way, 
an interesting side note. The young lady, the phone grabber, she uh, she was posting on social media, and and Uber put out a post. Uh, uh, oh, we we've removed her from the platform. That customer is, by the way, I don't know whose account it was. Not that it matters. And uh, <laughs> then she got on. She says, "Well, that's okay. I'm going to use Lyft from now on." And in a rare, in a rare uh, occurrence, Lyft said hold my beer no you're not now first off you can make up a phony account it doesn't matter it's you know they're not going to stop her from doing anything because they don't want to they don't want to they put up this big show look they allow people to have accounts and john you 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 may not have seen it as much but you know you'd get a call from uber and it's for g or it's from dog you know where why am i not getting this person's name it's on the account. Give me the person's name. You know, George F., uh, Christina T., uh, you know. But also also Uber, Uber would allow people to put either nothing as a photo or I once had a young lady. It was a picture of her dog. And my favorite is group pictures. I had one young lady once. She said, oh, didn't you recognize me? I said, there's four of you in the picture. How am I supposed to know who? So. Oh. Now, I I totally get you on that. Uh, I was. Uh, the one thing that uh, I will say about the dark side, if, which was nice, was the ability to be able to give back a give back a call when it when you saw something like that i don't want to pick up uh, somebody that can't use a real name or what have you uh i i i think it's really and this whole thing with the picture too um so i'd give those rides back and i didn't care if that meant oh well we're gonna t- we're gonna they had this this thing where they were if you gave back like Two call two or three calls and say, "Well, we look. It looks like you're not ready to take calls, so we're right. gonna right. log right. you out." Right. Well, well, fine. I'll log back in. No big, no yeah. big, Lips no ver- big stink. Lips version of that is uh, you're doing harm to the community. Blah blah blah. Uh, I want to exactly. Mo- I, I want to move on to another story that just popped up last night. I don't know if you're aware of it. Marvin Hagler passed away. I know. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of sad. Unfortunately, it's the final round for him. Uh, I can't, in, in what I'm looking at here, it doesn't say what the uh, cause was, not, at least not what I'm looking at. And of course, a great fighter in his own right. Uh, it was... Uh, middleweight, right? Middleweight, yeah. Middleweight champ. Undisputed from 1980 to 1987. And, mm. I, and again, this, while I don't mean to turn this into a me thing, uh, it was the the Hagler Sugar Ray Leonard fight that turned me off of boxing permanently. Hagler won that fight going away. Uh, it says here they gave it to him as a uh, uh, well Leonard won it. They gave it to him on on a decision, and uh, <laughs> Hagler beat that boy for ten rounds. I think I think Leonard won three of the rounds and whatever the I, whether it was a twelve or a fifteen round fight whatever it was, Hagler dominated the rest of the rounds. I mean dominated. He won that fight. 
he won that fight. And he never truly got over it, and, and nor should he have, uh, because Leonard just basically protected that pretty face of his for, for, for the whole fight. Uh, and if I had that pretty face, I would have too. But so that did it for me. And uh, Hagler was, I mean, I had watched him before. He's a fantastic, fantastic boxer. Make no mistake about it. He was a boxer, not a fighter. And there is a distinct difference. You've uh, Mike Tyson was a fighter. That's basically Chuck Wettner was a fighter. Well, uh, uh, Tyson was a mule. He uh, he just went, you know, his te- uh, he had technique, but not that what his thing was all power and strength. But Hagler, man, man alive, he was a joy to watch. He was a joy to watch. And uh, again, I gave up on on boxing many, many, many years ago. But uh, that's that's truly one. I, I I hope in the next life that that is made right for him some way, somehow. That uh, you know, that I really stopped watching boxing after pretty much. I think those were the, the Sugar Ray Leonard era was probably the last I uh, was really in, interested in boxing. For one thing, I don't like any sport, and this includes gymnastics, where or diving, or any of these other sports where you're uh, relying on judges. I hate it, that. It's subjective. Exactly. It's very subjective. And I, exactly. I I agree with you. There's not a there's not okay, I've done I've accomplished this to achieve a point or a, you know, a goal or something. It's okay, okay, we think the, uh, the Russian judge thought you did it uh, one way and the, the Czech judge thought you did it the other way. And and especially in but look, I was under no delusions. I knew boxing was rigged from way back when. You know, the sport of kings, my butt. Uh, but I did enjoy it as a kid growing up. I boxed a very, very little, little tiny itty bitty bit. Um, not much, not much. Uh, I enjoyed watching it more than participating in it. And uh, I watched a lot of fights in, in over the day, oh, over the years. And again, that, that was the, I think I've watched two or three fights since then in the past 30 some odd years. Uh, but uh, well, I've, wa- I've watched Olympics. I've watched Olympic boxing uh, because it's not quite as corrupt. Now I got here's here's been my biggest problem with boxing here, and I have I have uh, Rolando's a huge boxing fan. All of his family are huge boxing fans. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: you got every other sport that you could think of, baseball, football. Even hockey, considering they have fights in hockey, which I'll never understand why that. You've you've never played. Here, I'm going to explain a hockey fight to you. You want to know why it starts? Okay. So you know that hockey players wear shin guards, right? It goes from the knees Uh down. That covers the front. You know what covers the back of your leg? Absolutely nothing. Right. Now, Now let somebody whack a stick. I'm telling you what, you are Yosemite Sam mad. <laughs> There's plenty of it. Uh, picture this. You're standing next to a guy, okay? And you're holding the stick in your hand. And this is actually a penalty. So I'm left-handed, so the top of the stick would be in my right hand. If you're standing on my right, if I slide my stick through my glove, 
the top of the stick will jab you in the ribs. It's called spearing. It's a it's a penalty. Right. That hurts. If they if they see it. If they see it. If they see yeah. it. And you know, and that's there are a lot of ways. Look, everybody's wearing basically the same equipment. You know where the exposed parts are and and, and all that. And everybody, you know, and, and trust me. And you're doing it at great speed. You're doing it fast. You're doing it where gravity comes into play and inertia inertia where you're running into boards and you're you know you you get pushed into now i i never played true ice hockey with real boards but i played in a place where we had a concrete wall that acted as as one of the boards and let me tell you what you get shoved into that you're a little ticked off yeah i've played my share of floor hockey yeah now do it now do it at 20 miles an hour when you're on skates Oh, oh, I, I, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. what I, what I'm trying to say is that basketball too. All of these sports, they go high and low to make sure that their players don't come up, you know, with concussions. Uh huh. You know, look at the protocol there is for football. Yeah. You know, boxing and MMA. The goal seems to be to concuss your opponent, <laughs> well, knock him out. Yeah, you're not wrong. Now, in lower levels of boxing, they are required to wear headgear. In the Olympics, they're required to wear headgear. But you still can get knocked out. You can still get knocked out. But I, I, I don't, ag- I don't disagree with you. Okay. Now, of course, this has all gone on. This went on long before we knew what a concussion was, and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. I don't disagree with you. I, I mean. Uh, but it's still going on, is my point. Because, to this day. You know why, don't you? Because it sells tickets? Yeah, it's money, man. Money. You ever see what these these heavyweights get for a fight? You think somebody's not... You think one guy's, you know, winner walks away with $10 million, but the loser's guaranteed five, whatever the case may be. You don't think there's still money left over for the promoters and all that? And everybody well, of involved? Of course there is. Of course there is. It's all about the But, money. I mean, look at... Look at look at some of these. Uh, you know, I, I you have to believe that uh, that uh, Ali's condition. He was he had Parkinson's. I'm sure that part of that was was aided by the fact that he took as many blows to the head. Uh, uh, Jerry Quarry. I mean, these guys. I, I'm, some of these heavyweights got their eggs scrambled. There's no question. There's I, you. You will not get an argument from me about that. I. I fully 100% agree it doesn't change the fact though that again it's money it's all look uh, we would do away with all sports you know injuries are going to happen baseball the batting helmet is a relatively new occurrence it only showed up I think in the 70s and oh uh, no it's it's the batting the, the batting helmet with the ear flaps Ooh. has probably no. has been around for well at least for the uh I'd say the bat- the batting helmet with the ear flaps has been uh, probably since the 90s if I'm 80s or 90s you're talking about the mandatory ear flap yeah there were there were helmets with ear flaps before that uh but it, it wasn't mandatory you only had to wear the helmet the helmet itself uh, is at best late sixties, early seventies. I'll give you late sixties because at I, best. you know, I still remember 
you know, I still remember the helmets were my favorite part of the uniform back then. Right. Right. Uh, you know, so I, but yeah, I know at one point in time, uh, you know, they had these, uh, you know, these, their baseball caps, you know, football is the one, I mean, look, you know, how long ago were they just playing in leather helmets? Leather helmets. If they were playing in helmets at all. Or when they, when they wore the uh, plastic, when they finally went to the helmets we know today, no face mask. Or let's, let's go to the guys with the really big balls, hockey goalies. Yes, I remember. Um, there was a, I forget his name. I almost want to say it was Gary Cheevers. You're talking about the but- mask? The mask? Yeah, one, the one that had all the stitches painted on him and Every, stuff like that. Everywhere he would have gotten, everywhere that he got hit in the mask, he painted stitches to uh, show where he would have taken a, a shot in the face. And he was one of the first adopters of the mask. One of the I know first. that Gump, I think that Gump Worsley. Gump Worsley. I love, Minnesota, that, I love that name. I've always loved that Minnesota name. Minnesota North Star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was uh, he was the he was one of the last ones to actually uh, give in and uh, wear right. a mask. Right, right. He played for the Rangers oh. for about a minute and a half. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is a great name. That's the that's one of the greatest hockey names ever. Gump Orsley. He's a goalie, and you just you just see him with but uh, you know basically no bone structure in his face, no teeth, no eye eye sockets because he's been getting bashed for years and years and years and uh, by the way i'm a i i fully well i say protect your goalie i and and i get a lot of grief about this i say once the goalie leaves his little painted in area he's fair game baby he's fair game yeah i agree always 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 no no give him his place you know he's got his area he's got to you know, no, no, no. You gotta. He's got to do his job. But you come out behind the net, and you're you're twenty feet from the net. Screw you, baby. Screw. Oh you. yeah, blast him. As far as I'm concerned, because because there were plenty of Chico Resch was or was it Glenn Smith for the island? I think it was Chico. Was one of the worst. And believe me, if you've ever gotten whacked in the back of the leg by a goalie stick, you right. know you know why people fight. You would know. Look, I'm no expert hockey player. I played. A little roller hockey and all that, my brothers. <laughs> Is it time to say goodbye already? It's time, baby. Oh my goodness! Well, hey, hey, we ended up on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. You got the what? What do you got? I got the money. See ya.